Welcome to Layout, a weekly podcast about design, technology, and everything else. Our main topic for this week, what qualifies a designer as a senior designer? We've been recording for a while now. <laughs> oh man, the editing of this—like, this is not a chronological like <laughs> timeline. Like Westworld. <laughs> Those are different timelines. Is this now? Remember, remember, people. The the pa- timeline that's in the past is uh, the one where Rafa wears the blue dress. <laughs> Forgot about that. Yes. Um, anywho, in a, uh, hey, I hate to do this i don't want to be mean but uh just to ev- let everyone know that we've been talking about sock design uh, <laughs> for a while and uh unfortunately we didn't record that so that's going to be like the last that was really good of, that was really good ah but i can't fake Shame you guys the enthusiasm <laughs> yeah socks design uh that sucks <laughs> oh my god and with that let's uh let's move to our main topic <laughs> Uh, our, our main topic for today was suggested by a um, friend of the show and a listener and uh, you know a past guest, I guess, yeah. <laughs> um, listener Ollie. So if you remember on episode 100, uh, 100th party fiesta episode, uh, Ollie was one of the listeners that joined in. And um, so he suggested that we talked about um, like what qualifies a designer as a senior designer and then i mean we can go even deeper i don't know if ollie would be okay for us to share sorry but like just i can <laughs> rephrase this to myself if that makes everyone more comfortable um except me um like when do you know that you're ready to progress in your career and like maybe manage other people or take more like important decisions like you know um or when do you should take a step back and let other people do that and learn from those people does that make sense i hope so let's mm-hmm. <laughs> let's <Yeah>. start <laughs> um so kevin uh, are you a senior designer i am not i am a lead <laughs> so where is lead in the chain of command is that so, above a senior well, or <laughs> you make it sound terrible um no so i mean <laughs> i am general designer I can't. <laughs> commander <laughs> commander in chief um <laughs> I and uh, you're the vice designer. I don't know. <laughs> um, so no. So the way that it works at Shopify, I can't really speak for other companies, but I think it's pretty standard. Um, mm-hmm. We have, uh, well, okay. We have at Shopify, we have the title of sort of grad crafter um, or like grad designer. So that would be like someone who's just starting, like just graduating. Basically, they're sort of at intern level. Um, then we would have just a normal crafter or designer. Then we'd have a senior designer. Then we'd have a lead designer. Then we'd have a senior lead. Then we'd have a director. And then we'd have, I think it's VP or something like that. But yeah. Um, yeah. So traditionally senior designer becomes before uh becoming like a design lead or like in some other companies the way that they refer to it is like just a design manager Mm -hmm. 
So, but I don't know if that's how Ali meant it or not. Uh, and I guess we'll never know. Uh, <laughs> too late now. Uh, but we can kind of like talk about both because I think um, there's some interesting kind of questions to be had about like, hey, what is a senior designer? <laughs> is it just that you've been there longer? <laughs> is that what it means? Um, and no, that's not what it means. <laughs> and that could be a fair argument, by so, the way. I mean, I, yeah, I think it could. Um, but in reality, at least for us, that's, that's really not what it means. Uh, some people have been like in their career for less time and are a senior designer than someone who's been, um, at the company or in their career spent more time, but they're still, uh, just like a designer, you know? Um, so time uh, for us, it's like time is not really a factor in this, um, like typically it tends to follow that like you'd expect someone who's been doing design for a long time to have like improved and like been constantly learning to the stage where they would like become more of a senior uh over time but it's not like everyone's different so for some people it's it's not the same um i also want to kind of separate the discussions between uh, a designer from a designer to a senior designer and a senior designer to a design lead or a design manager uh, because going from a senior designer to a ma- to a manager or a lead it's like a different job <laughs> versus uh, going from a designer to a senior designer it's you're kind of it's a way to to like distinguish that like you're better at at the same job does that make sense yeah 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 and that's a good separation of, of topics <laughs> right all right let's, let's let's get over the senior designer part from designer to senior designer um right. i think that we can get that done very quickly um we we had a whole episode uh, discussing um the, the titles at companies and stuff <laughs> yeah so we talked a little bit about this what it means or what it doesn't mean <laughs> anything really um i i really just see a senior designer and not as like as like a uh, like a title like if you're officially senior designer or junior i see it more as like in a how does it feel do you are senior as like a, a category <laughs> not really a title if that even makes sense mm. um i feel like that's really relative to your personal experience and then the experience inside the company because i can be a senior designer at my company netlify for example but then if i move out if i go to work somewhere else like am i still a senior designer maybe they can hire me as such but i certainly wouldn't feel that way especially in the beginning right because there's the way i see it this is like if you're a senior designer once you've you have a pretty confident and comfortable grasp on most of your day-to-day responsibilities and obligation. Like you know what you have to do, mm-hmm. you know how to do it. And then you're just going to work to be better at it. Right. So it's like, that's at least how I feel. Like I don't, I don't right now. I am uh, both officially and <laughs> spiritually a designer at Netlify. <laughs> I'm a spiritually a senior designer. Um, like, because I feel like I have a very good grasp of what being a designer at this company means. I know the product inside out. I know 
like I feel very comfortable working at this team and this company and like I don't have really a lot more to learn and to to grow in that department. Now what I have to grow is like other skills and also just my day-to-day obligations, right? I have to be I want to grow and be a better designer, like a better IC every single day, but like I feel comfortable in where I am. As when when I'm a junior or when I just joined or whatever, like I knew nothing, Jon Snow. Like I, everything was new to me. Um, I didn't really know what I was doing <laughs> most of the time, and so I always felt like there's a long road ahead for me to still learn, to still grow. I have to learn from my teammates. I have to learn about the product. I have to learn about how this company works. Um, so there's this learning curve that uh, can stretch out for a long time, actually. So. That's, to me, what it feels or what it means to be a senior designer at a company. And again, this doesn't translate to other companies. Uh, so if you move jobs, it's, I mean, it's not uncommon or unheard of that you're a senior designer at one place and then you move and then you're just a, a junior or, well, junior, that's a, a non-senior. <laughs> <laughs> Does yeah. this resonate with you? Does this make sense? Yeah, I think yeah, I think that makes sense. Like there's there's certainly a part that's um acquired with kind of experience with the product. Um and it is like uh certainly like a good path to becoming a senior is like getting just more comfortable in your company and some of that like kind of gets reset uh with each co- new company that you join. Um that being said, like I think there are measurable things that are not just uh, like you said, spiritual, uh, that you can like <laughs> say that like demonstrably this person um, exhibits the behavior of a senior designer. Um, and and maybe the reason why like I have more of like a, a clear sort of set of, of boundaries and rules around like what's senior and, and what isn't is because like I manage a bunch of designers and like a part of my role is kind of assessing their skill level. Um, so I, I like kind of created some, some frame of mind to like see how to think about those things. So um, for me, uh, a designer is um, like, there's, different categories i think we talked about that in some episode where we talked about like how we evaluate team members um but we have these like different axes um to which we evaluate the kind of people that are on our team so um the first category being craft second being ownership um third being influence and the last one being like a team um uh so basically like Along these axes, there's a bunch of of things that you might be doing. So, uh, for example, a crafter, um, what I expect from a crafter or sorry, we use the term crafter so that it's like discipline agnostic. Um, But um, so for like Shopify in your own proprietary terms, nomenclature. uh Right. Yeah. I mean, well, because I manage designers uh, like content strategists um like you know um uh like researchers and stuff like that so um it's all these things apply to all the different disciplines um so for example for a designer um i would expect people to be able to solve well-defined problems on their own um so 
in comparison, for a senior designer, I would expect them to solve ambiguous um, and sort of interconnected problems um, autonomously. So, like, one of them is, like, I give you, like, a really clear-cut, like, easy to understand, or not easy to understand, but, like, very specific problem for you to solve. And you go ahead and you're going to figure out the solution. That's my expectation. Uh, for a senior designer, I would expect for me to like drop you like, okay, here's this like really weird and ambiguous problem that touches a million different areas. You figure it out. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so there's a lot more ambiguity and a lot more ability to take something that's abstract and then turn it into something that's concrete. And that's uh, kind of behavior that we expect people that are a bit more senior to be able to have. Um, they um, like, for example, a crafter, like one of the things that we often work on is um, like this thing that I call like design by brute force. Because <laughs> um, oftentimes, like when people start, uh, they'll like create the first idea and that's what they'll go with. But in reality, like the likelihood that they've struck on on the best idea in the f- first time, the first thing that they've tried is very rare. So some of the stuff that we work on is like, how do we explore multiple different ideas and how do we manage to like basically do in our in our heads, like the list of pros and cons for each and then decide and settle on the best solution and all of them. Uh, for a senior crafter, we're actually kind of, going the opposite and we're saying okay like now we've found the the way that we get to a great solution by exploring these different aspects by listing the pros and cons and stuff like that um now how can we get to the same end result that is the great uh end result by not having to explore a million different ideas because that's going to take forever so how do we um like shorten that feedback loop and that's how you do that well you do that with experience um you do that with like ways of working where you can explore a quick idea really briefly or just like write down like a couple words about about the the idea without actually going through the full design process and then recognize okay no that idea is actually not really gonna work out and let me explore the two or three ideas that are like really solid um so that's another trait that like we look at for um, senior uh, crafters or senior designers. Um, also, uh, expectations for um, a like a, d- a normal designer would be to like participate and be present for user research. Um, whereas for a senior designer, I would expect them to like be actively participating into uh, the creation of the research plan. Um, like thinking a lot about the methodology for how we're going to research, uh, be part of the interviews or run some interviews on their own, help like consolidate all the the learnings that we've got. So really like be a much more active team member in terms of thinking about research. Um, next, uh, senior crafter um, have I have like some expectations around. Uh, be at least proficient with some prototyping um, to be able to like quickly have like an idea um, come to life. Um, I'm not like necessarily specific on what type, and in some cases, some designers might not need prototyping like for the kind of work that they do, and that's fine. Um, 
but I expect that to kind of like be a skill that you have and you can use whenever you need it. Um, whereas for a more junior crafter, I would expect like some kind of basic knowledge of, of envision and stuff like that. And that, that would be fine enough. Um, then uh in terms of production and delivery uh one of the stuff that i look for in a crafter is um like do we like avoid any small mistakes that are easy to avoid so for example like you know having typos or stuff that isn't aligned properly and stuff like that um and then another kind of big one is consistency um do we have consistent spacing do we have like consistent uh rules for how things should behave and how they should resize uh do we like keep consistent colors so they're like basic kind of production level type of things um and those are kind of some basic expectations for crafters whereas for a senior crafter um on top of all of that we expect uh, people to be able to ship boldly <laughs> um so be like really confident in the kind of solution that they produce uh, and be able to kind of be responsible for the design that like that they produce. So um, that requires a lot more kind of ownership of, of that piece and like really acting kind of like, like you're the owner of the company, the product, the team um, and, and really being responsible for all of that um so i'm gonna like kind of spare <laughs> you all the rest because there's a lot more in the different categories i think those are maybe the most interesting ones um for me like as a kind of as a manager i feel like if i have to summarize it and really simplify it uh it like to me you're a senior crafter when i have 100 trust in you and your abilities where I can throw, I know that I can throw any problem at you and you'll figure it out. You're probably not going to know all the answers right away. That's completely fine. But I have 100% faith that you're going to do everything that you need to do in order to solve that problem and do that in the best way possible. Uh, and my role then shifts more into how do I give you like the most interesting opportunities? How do I like put you in front of a lot of really interesting problems. Whereas for more of a designer, then I would like really work with them on like getting their skills to where they should be. Um, and like working on a lot of like kind of the more design specific um, aspects of the problem. So that's how I, that's how I view it. So you have no idea. <laughs> No, I just have kidding. a very good idea. Actually. This is kidding. Yeah, yeah, you have a very <laughs> defined, clear um, separation yeah. of. Uh, yeah, cool. No, that's good. Uh, I think right there at the end, you you summed it up pretty well. Like I, I'm, so I'm 27 years old, which I consider myself young, but I'm not super young. Like, like I, it's been a while. Like I have some body of work in, in like years in my career that I can look back and I can compare. Because in the beginning, it's like, what? You're going to compare yourself to three months ago or a year? That's not enough. Mm -hmm. um, so I am old enough to to notice some things that just, something that you get and gain purely from experience, which is very right. hard to quantify. It's not something that like, oh, then give me a list of things that you learn from experience and I'll learn it right now, right? Like <laughs> you can't. It's literally just, it's just going through a lot. <laughs> and it's like it's not really just specific to the skill like the fact that i've been working uh in this industry for 
for longer doesn't mean that I'm going to be better as like an IC, like creating the, the best shadows, drop shadows. <laughs> like I'm the best at colors. <laughs> like it's not that. It's just there's a there's a maturity that you get and there's a like a serenity, right? Because when you're younger, um, you tend to you tend to exaggerate everything like more. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's like, this is the best song in my of my life. Like, this is the worst thing I've seen. I hate Comic Sans. You know, it's like everything is just, just, just so much. And uh, with, with experience, you get, you're more calm. You're more serene. You're more, um, you can also anticipate way better problems uh, just because you've, like, you, you've experienced them before right like you know yeah. you can anticipate because you've been through it and that's why we often say like to young designers and really to everyone like fail a lot don't be afraid to fail because it's a super cliche but you learn from from your failures and then you can use that those lessons in the future so like at the end you summed up pretty well it's like it's a trust i trust someone who's more, who's more senior and has been through more to to just know a little bit better. I, and, well, and but I I do want to highlight though that it's not that you've been necessarily been through more. It, like some people re- like need a lot of failing and a lot of experience to learn some lessons, and some people don't. <laughs> and some people just like are instinctively going to know them, or some people are going to be able to like hear it from one person once and not have to go through it themselves to be able to learn these lessons. And that's why, like, in some cases, like, some people would be a senior designer and have had less experience in their career. And that is fine. Like, I like that's one idea that I just want to sort of, like, remove the sure, myth around. Then- like, I, I just, I, because I hate the kind of, like, age type, like, ranking. Because it shouldn't matter. Like, what should matter is, are you good at what you do? (laughs) And are you able to, like, accomplish these goals? And, like, experience is definitely something that's important. And, like, time is is a factor. But there's also a bunch of other factors. And in some cases, um, someone might have less time or, like, have less, like, quote-unquote experience. But they're just better. (laughs) They're just better. And that happens. Because, of course. Because then otherwise... The best, uh, best uh, professionals would be the oldest. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's, it's not a direct correlation. And by the way, experience is not. Maybe I should use another word, but for yeah, me, experience is not. Word. It's not yeah. just time. So you can get more experience by reading more, mm-hmm. by by just doing more work, like you know, more, doing more stuff. Like you get experience not just from time because right. you can spend three years at a company doing nothing and so you have three years <laughs> right. of experience but you have very little like actual like useful experience if that makes sense right okay yeah in that sense i completely agree then okay <laughs> <Thank Cool. God. laughs> all right um so now let's just uh tackle the from senior designer to lead or manager um there's one part of the question that I, I think I 
can address here. Um, like, so part of his question is, um, or rather, what should designers go through or experience in their career before managing other designers or having a seat at the table? And for me, the answer to that is nothing. Like, <laughs> go and take it. <laughs> um, like, there's no set, uh, there's no checklist. Like, I, I just, like, read you through some ideas of what, to me, makes a senior designer. But in reality, like, that's all kind of BS. <laughs> like, it's, you don't, like, it's not a checklist that you need to complete. It's, like, what I just read to you were, like, ideas for how that might that might help you kind of get to the next level um but in reality like don't let that hold you back like if you see the need to manage other designers because your team is growing and you need more people and you need someone that has really good knowledge of the product and like good sensibilities to run that team and you're the best person to do it then do it like, it doesn't matter that you've never done it before. And it doesn't matter if you're young or if you're like, you know, like none of that stuff matters. Like, like in reality, like to really, truly answer your question, like what qualifies a senior designer is when you call yourself a senior designer. What qualifies as a design manager is when you manage people. That's it. There's nothing else. Like, there's no other requirement. Now, you can try to like identify, am I doing a good job or am I doing a bad job? Um, but I think like all designers should have a, a seat at the table. Like you need to be like, a, like to give yourself the okay to say, it doesn't matter like that I'm quote unquote just as a designer. Like you can go talk to the CEO, you can have your opinions and you should be able to voice them. I think everyone in the company should have a seat at the table. That doesn't mean that everyone is making like part of all decisions, but that means that the decisions that where you feel like you can have an impact on that, like you're able to voice that opinion. Um, so yeah, like don't, don't wait for anything. Cause honestly, like it's not, it's rarely going to be deserved to you. Like <laughs> it's rarely that someone comes in and is like, congratulations like now you are allowed all these powers uh and those responsibilities sometimes it happens but usually for most companies you have to do the job before you get the title so if you don't start doing it before someone tells you to then nobody's gonna believe that you can do it so you have to like <laughs> take your your courage and just go and do it and do your best it's not gonna be perfect but you're always going to be learning and trying to make things better. And that's all that counts. Um, so yeah, like it, it, sometimes like you might feel like, ah, oh, I might not have enough experience or like, maybe I don't know if I want to be in that situation. or I like want to hire people that I want to learn from. Uh, and that's great. And you should always be doing that regardless of kind of what level you are. Um, but also don't let that hold you back. Like, is that like, just think about, is that an excuse? for you not like getting outside of your comfort zone because it might be at least for me it was like I, I felt like I wasn't like I don't know I don't feel like I'm a manager like I've never really thought of myself as one I don't I don't know if I would do a good job and it's just it was just me not being confident enough in what I could do and me not wanting to kind of take that leap um so yeah like I would just 
encourage all of you to like really think about that. Like, are there actual things that I want to learn or am I like postponing that kind of moment because, you know, you're like either feeling insecure or like you're, maybe you're not ready or it's like it's so comfortable to be doing what you're doing <laughs> uh, and just be getting better at, at what you do. But sometimes you need to take those big those big jumps and and those big jumps are what's gonna like make you um like a better designer like are gonna they're they're huge leaps um and the way that uh toby our ceo talks about it it's like they're like stairs so you'll make a big jump but then it'll take you a while to like get better when you're you're on that plateau. Uh, but then you'll reach a point where you're like, okay, I've explored and I've I'm pretty good at all of the things that I need to be doing. I need to take another jump, and that jump is steep, and that jump is tough, and it's scary, and you're all of a sudden gonna suck at what you do, but you have to do it. So, yeah. I don't know if that's like a good kind of angle to take that question. And I kind of want to get your opinion on, on that, Rafa, because I've just been like talking forever. Um, <laughs> but I kind of no, had good, like this good. like little rant inside of me here <laughs> that I feel like I needed to get out. That's a very, I mean, that's, that's awesome. That's a very good way to put it. Uh, I would just add one asterisk, which is do it if you want to. I found myself in positions in where I did stuff because I thought it had to be done. Someone had to do it. Let me do it. Uh, I didn't want to do it, but it had to be done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I did it. And then I took over responsibilities uh, of that thing. And then I took ownership and that was my thing. And it was miserable. And then I had to like go back a little bit. Like, hey, I know I did this, but I didn't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> can someone take this from me? Right. Uh, like that can happen. And that, like, by the way, having a seat at the table and having a say, absolutely. Like all the time. I, 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 I can't think of a scenario like, no, I don't think you should have a seat at the table. Right. Um, yeah, exactly. So, but like, but, but be comfortable in what exactly what you want to do. Don't feel like you have to do stuff because you have to. Um, like, you know what? No, I don't like doing marketing and brand design, uh, but it needs to be done because our current thing sucks. Uh, you know what? Let's hire a designer. Like let that's that's my way of saying, like of, of taking ownership a little bit. Like I want this to be done, but it's not me <laughs> that needs to do it. Let's hire someone. Um, I don't know because I, I I I totally understand and 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 I agree with everything you said. But I found myself in positions like I, I backed myself into a corner mm-hmm. and then I had to go back. Which you could also argue that it's like, well, but that's fine. Then go back and then yeah. change. But I don't know. I just feel a little bit conflicted uh, yeah, well, in that aspect. One, I, I agree. Like, it, and it's, I mean, it depends like where you work. But I think, especially in the tech industry, there is a lot more openness about different people wanting to take different paths and it's fine and in a lot of cases like it's not going to impact salary or it's not going to impact like your um like your respect in the company and stuff like that like it's Mm -hmm. completely fine like i know tons of people who have chosen the route of hey i really like being an ic and that's what i want to do for the rest of my career and that's fine um but i think yeah like one try it uh two like 
you have to in to really think about like how you distinguish for yourself is it something that i'm scared of or is it something that i deeply do not want to do because <laughs> um, those can be different things and yeah. like you have to be able to recognize that and i can't tell you which one it is like you have to make that decision for yourself um but also the one thing i want to throw out there is um like you don't have to follow the the pattern or the mold that that people set out for you um like i feel like the way that i'm approaching being a lead is so different from everyone that i know um and i know a bunch of other people who also have like wildly different ways of of being a, a leader and, and the manager and that's completely fine um so sometimes like you'll see you'll do something um either like you go into a management role or even like even through the things that i do as a manager um there are either projects or things or challenges that i take on and I'm like, okay, I'll like carry it through, no problem, like it's fine. But once I'm done, I kind of realize, hmm, actually, that's not really where I want to be going. Uh, or mm-hmm. I think I would have more impact working on something else or in a different area or through a different way. Like, and sometimes that means having more reports. Something, sometimes I mean have, having less reports. Sometimes that means being closer to the product. Sometimes that means being uh a bit more of a step removed uh there's all these different possibilities and it's fine to like shape that role into whatever you want it to be um and for me like i found that like i was able to craft sort of my perfect role for myself um and but that's even then even if i did like just almost like pick and choose the kind of stuff that i wanted to do and the kind of stuff that i was interested in getting better at um that's still evolving like i'm changing my role all the time with each like each each time that like we complete a project or like things move as things evolve in the company i constantly reevaluate okay how is my impact and what is my input as part of this bigger team um and that's something I encourage all of you to do um, is not treat it as something that's fixed. Treat it as something that's like highly flexible. And of course, you have to have like support from the rest of your company and organization and manager. Um, but I think you can make like a really good case for that. Um, and for me, it's all about like providing more value to Shopify in a way that makes me more happy. Uh, and like usually if I follow my gut, then that will make uh make me like a better employee for shopify so uh it's typically a very easy conversation all right i think uh, that's a this is a good time to move on <laughs> cool yeah we ha- we've got a bunch of side dishes <laughs> yeah let's let's move on well uh, again thanks ollie for uh the recommendation the suggestion topic suggestion and um I hope this helps. Yeah, great topic. If uh, any other listener has any questions that they want us to address on the show, uh, don't hesitate to tweet at us at LayoutFM on Twitter or um, shoot us an email. There's uh, an email or contact link. Uh, it's a link, not a button. It's a link uh, on our website, layout.fm. So you can just contact us through there. Uh, all right. Side dishes.
So, do you know how sometimes I buy things? You? <laughs> uh, I, no, dude, I'm, I'm like I, I I have a weird relationship with my watch. Uh, in the case, like and I wallet. love it. Well, no, it's actually fine. We we <laughs> it's fine. It's a good relationship. We're both happy. <laughs> uh, anywho, <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Oh, the watch. So I love the Apple Watch. Love it to death. Um, it's always on me, right? Even more than an iPhone. So it's a very personal device. Um, and I use it for everything, especially like with all the activity tracking and like stats and now for running. Um, it's getting really slow, man. Like, remember when we were all so happy, like, oh my God, watchOS 4, uh, it looks, it feels like a totally different device now. Wait, was that watchOS 4? I thought it was, was watchOS 2. Was it 3? 2? No. Yeah. Two was like they redid some of the UI things, but like I think it was three or four. That was like the big mm. performance improvements. Anywho, I don't know about all that. of that, all of that is out the window. I don't feel like it's fast anymore. Like n- not even the slightest. I have the Series Two, uh-huh. and I've been seriously considering like, oh, should I just get a Series my Three? God. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm, don't not, do I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to do it. They're, but I've been thinking come about out it. with a new one, like in a few months. When do you think that? So, do you know? Like, do you remember when Series Three came out? No. <laughs> yeah, but I, if you I had think, to guess, but like, I, but I think it was last fall. Right, that's correct. IPhone. Oh, yeah. by the way, if you ask Siri when when the Series Three Apple Watch came out, it's going to say check uh, Apple dot com for all Apple related information. <laughs> Let me read. And the if website. you. <laughs> If you if you ask Google, it will tell you, which is oh my god, uh, that's another topic. Sorry. Hey Google, so, when did the uh, Apple Watch Series Three come out? According to Wikipedia, the Apple Watch Series Three was released on September twenty second, twenty seventeen, alongside the discontinuation of the Apple Watch Series Two. Oh, September twenty second, yeah, uh, twenty seventeen. So September, uh, still a long way to, to go. <sighs> Anywho, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna there. do it. You're almost there. But. I I feel the pain. I feel the pain. Well, Holy if crap. if it makes things better, mine is really fast for everything except the workouts app. But. <laughs> you should so like I, I I'm encountering a lot there, of bugs because there's some in, kind of bug with that app because it should show a spinner when it's the app's not responsive, but this one doesn't. It just yeah. like stays there. Um, like I don't so I don't use apps on the watch, um, like third party apps that is. With the exception of the Nike Plus Run Club, whatever. Right. Because I use that to, to run. And I stopped, like, if, if first I, I went, like, I used it exclusively when I went out for a run. So I I, let, I I would leave my phone at home and use just the app to track everything. Um, it happened twice that mid-workout, the app would crash and lose all of the data in progress. It was like, well, did I even run then? <laughs> right? So I was like... No more. I will never I do think that the again. The answer is no. I don't think you're right. <laughs> of course. So, so lately I've been like, I, I bring the phone with me. And then um, one thing that the app does is if you start a workout on your phone, so you're tracking with your phone, it will still use your Apple Watch to track Steps, heart rate and elevation. Uh, sure. Uh, and, um, but, but most importantly, it will use your watch as. 
like show you the stats. So we show you the time and uh, the distance and the pace, most importantly. So it's it's awesome, right? Um, the problem is it's buggy as fuck. Like it's really bad to the point that I'm like, is it because I'm using a Series Two? <laughs> I know Nike is not the best Apple, you know, so iOS ha- developer. But how do you but know that it's buggy? Jesus. Like sometimes it will happen, sometimes it won't. Sometimes it, it crashes the watch thing, and then I'm like, uh, "Oh well, I have to look at my armband to try and figure out what time is it." Um, wait, so, so you run awkward. with your phone and your watch? Yes. Why? So I just I just use oh, yeah, the watch. You have series two, you can't listen to music on your watch. Well, I could. I could download stuff, but it's like wow. uh, sometimes I go. Who wants like, to do that? I go out for a long run, sometimes like two hours running. Uh-huh. And that's a long time to be away from a from a connection. <laughs> I well, get anxiety. Like, I, I mean, if you phone. had a Series 3. Yeah, that's, that is not a thing here. Stop oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not an option. Like, do, it, do you want to know not how many available. times I use the LTE on my watch? One, to try <laughs> it out the first day. Zero. <laughs> I didn't even try it. Um, oh still, still pay the fees every month, but <laughs> never ever, ever tried it. It's it's getting you nice get out to... now, though. I I should go running um, and try it out. But mm. yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's one of these things where it's nice to have it just in case uh, something happens. But I just realized that I don't really use that feature that much. Yeah, yeah. So all right. Um, why why do you not use this the built-in app oh because the nike one has like built-in bragging rights <laughs> or what well it has a lot more data uh, it has more data and yes you mentioned bragging rights that's like kidding not kidding but like i have a whole like history of all the runs and they were the nike and if then i stop using nike then i don't like I lose all that. Like Nike but has a very cool thing about challenges and app, stuff. No. Yeah, but Nike has like all these challenges and like all these social aspect of it, uh, which mm, by the way is not as yeah, good as Strava. Yeah, yeah. But that's another question. Uh, <laughs> and and like the the tracker is better. Like when it works, <laughs> the app is better for running. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Um. So let me ask you this. So mm. when you get your Apple Watch Series Four. Like, what are the like features that you want other than speed? That is a very good question. Because it seems to me like I don't fully know what they could do with the watch that would make me happier. Um, like, a speed is always the obvious one, right? Like, it could always get faster. Um, but in terms of both hardware design and just software features, I feel like. I don't know. I feel like there there's some things like for me it would be always on display. It would be like really amazing. Mm-hmm. I just don't know that they can achieve that right away. And I don't know. They could make the watch thinner, I guess. That'd be <laughs> That is That's be scary because okay. like what are the trade-offs, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That'd be okay, but like I don't care about the thickness right now. Yeah, the, the thickness doesn't bother me. To be honest, like Everything I could ask for in a you know series four, it all comes down like the theme is reliability. Um, I want my watch right now. If you use it for anything a bit more serious and, and where like data loss can be a major problem, 
like workouts and go out for runs and stuff, then uh, it pains me to use this because like, like it's not going to be as good as a dedicated, dedicated uh, like running watch, like a Garmin or something, right? Um, I I would love to have more sensors. I don't know exactly what they could add, but more sensors would be nice just to get more data. But overall, it's like I want third party apps to be rock solid and. Myself, like as an Apple Watch developer, I guess I can call myself that. Thank you very much. Um, like I know the pains. I know like a lot of stuff. It's it's you don't know, and and the watch is just very limited from like a perf- performance wise, and sometimes like everything will just crash, and it's annoying as hell. Yeah. So overall, it's like allow third party uh, apps to do more and to be more reliable. Like they'll offer more resources. Let's check a CPU bump or bump, I don't know, whatever, something. So Yeah, I guess the biggest thing that I want like as a user is a reliable podcast app that I can use um, <laughs> without like, the phone connection. Uh, yeah. That'd be really awesome. Um, also, other things that I want, uh, a third-party integration with the Siri watch face. I don't know if you've been using that, mm. but for me, the nah. Siri watch face is the best. Uh, so what, what do you usually see up there? Well, so, okay. Um, so I typically see, in, when I wake up in the morning, I see my uh, good morning kind of, uh, how do they call it, like scene. So if I want, I can tap that, but I, I just ask Siri to do it. So I don't really need that. But uh, then I see weather. Um, then I see my calendar events. Then right now I'm seeing a picture that I took a year ago from now. Uh, then I see my uh, ring. <laughs> Why is that useful though? Well, I guess it's, it's cool, not. It's cool though. It's like, oh, I've, I was doing this thing like a year ago. Okay, it's, interesting. I like it. It's fun. I never, I never look at it on the phone, but if I hmm. like look at it at the watch, it's like, oh, that's that's cool. Um, so yeah, then I get my activity rings. Um, then it tells me that my favorites mix got updated. I guess. Then I have the Apple News uh, thing, which honestly, the Apple News integration on the Apple Watch is pretty terrible. Most of the time, it's like, what terrible thing has Trump done today? Uh, and then when you tap on it, it's, it takes you to a completely different story all the time. Um, so that's great. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, then I have like sunset time, eight seventeen today, uh, and that's it. So yeah, I, okay. I find that like there's most of the information that I want at the right moment where I'm gonna be interested in it, and I'd be I'd love for other apps to be able to like kind of hook into that uh, yeah. and show me things contextually. Fair enough, fair enough. I I, I use two faces, uh, and I use the two of them every day. So I use like in the morning uh, up until lunchtime. I use the like I have the the Nike one, so I have the, you know those, those like big numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, I use that in the morning and have a bunch of complications for the run app, the workout app, the activity rings, and I just have like weather because that's what I need to know in the morning. Like, how's the weather? Is it good for a run? I go to the gym, I start workouts, and I do that. And then like after lunch, usually it's like like start working. <laughs> so then I switch to the modular, which has the uh the time zone like the san francisco time zone so i know exactly <laughs> when they're awake or not uh and i have like calendar fantastical i think and a bunch of other stuff so so i, I i'm always switching between the two depends on like the context that i'm in cool 
Cool. So anyway, uh, what I want is like allow the third-party developers to do more and then offer uh, hardware that supports that. So if Apple wants to be my friend, could offer the software part now in June at WWC and then offer the hardware necessary for that to be top-notch in September. I don't know. Also, I, I'm pretty sure we're going to see a, a, a hardware redesign of some sorts. Thought you? Yeah, that's another thing. I feel like I there's so little for them to do, really. Like there's no uh, there's almost no hardware on this thing. <laughs> what can they do? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I've so the one thing is they can you know uh, in in just like just, just like on the phones and iPads, uh, they can uh, decrease the bezels because the bezels are considerable, mm. right? So yeah. either That's make the phone point. a bit smaller or they can make the screen bigger, uh, which I would opt for that <laughs> if I could choose. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just a bit thinner. Not even like the whole uh, case of the watch, but just the sensors part because it's like a, it's a noticeable like bump on the, you know, the sensor thing on the, on the back. I feel like I'd go for the opposite though. I feel like the thing you notice the most is just like the thickness of the watch itself and the the bump you almost lose um huh. so i'd go for perceived thickness over like actual thickness interesting um, maybe that's just me um yeah all right cool we'll see all right <laughs> wait was that was this a side dish yeah i guess <laughs> random cool. apple watch corner did you see that johnny ive interview you mean the the article thing on the watch? Yeah, on uh, Hodinki. No, but I heard how terrible it was from ATP. So <laughs> I don't want to read it now. So okay, their take was really funny, um, but I actually really liked the interview. <laughs> Interesting. I thought that was a good interview, and I really enjoyed the style of the interviewer as well, which is like one of the things that they complained a lot about. And yeah. sure. It's like, oh, like I wish I I had uh placed like a bet. I would do anything to like buy Steve Jobs like watch that would cost like multiple thousand dollars. Um but hey, it's like I don't know, there's something about it that feels I don't know, it's like seeing two people who are obviously like both, you know, doing pretty well for themselves, <laughs> but who like really care about like things that are so outside of the realm of what like normal people can care about. Um, and I just find that fascinating. So hmm. yeah, I thought it was actually really good. Um, and I like that it's about more than just like question, answer, question, answer. Like I, I was actually curious in the way that the, the, uh, the author was thinking about this because he's an expert in watches and I'm not and it's kind of interesting to see what goes through his head and he also seems like he's like knows Johnny I pretty well so they had like some good chemistry and stuff like that so yeah I thought like great job on the article I really liked it so interesting yeah I don't know different opinions I guess I'll read it sure I think you should read it it's a good can one you drop a, can you drop a thing in the show notes uh yeah or just just like the little note to drop it later oh yeah something like it's hot um so uh, what do you want to talk about anything else uh yeah what do you think about that 
Google Duplex thing that everyone's been talking about? Uh, I think it's awesome tech. Really, really cool. Uh, the implementation or the use case. It's very googly. I mean, it's fine. I I, I think it's it's fine. Uh, and by the way, uh, since the announcement, like Google already uh, sent a uh, like a a press uh, thing saying that they will um, the AI will introduce uh, itself as an AI at the beginning. So mm-hmm. when you know that, I am all for it. Like I I I don't have anything bad to say here. Uh, one could argue that like. Well, uh, me as a human, I don't have to listen to a freaking machine. Just like don't don't pretend. That's all nice and dandy, but I would just say that for those businesses, because that's how this was framed, like calling for small business that don't have it's a good asterisk that don't have a, a way to book stuff online. Um, like I bet these small businesses would love to take someone else's business, right? Like because <laughs> it, it's either that or don't have that business right it's like right i don't know and i feel like talking to machines like that already already exists that's called phone trees and they're awful and so if you can make that way better in a way that like i'm having trouble distinguishing it from a human then to me it's just a good thing also Um, also if you can't tell does it matter right exactly I don't I don't think it does. I don't think it does. And um the like some pe- some people were like kind of snobbing like the the usage of this of like oh people who use this are just like lazy or like why don't you just pick up the phone like a real That's human? That's technology. And, and let me tell yeah, exactly. <laughs> like technology I, advances because humans are lazy. We don't want to do shit. Yeah, it's like these these people should talk to their parents about the internet. Yeah. Uh <laughs> But but uh, the way that I know that I would 1,000% use this service if I could use it uh, is that there used to be this app. I don't know if you remember it. It was called Path Talk. No, I don't think so. Do you know about it? Do you know about Path, the social yeah. network? Yeah, uh, RIP. Okay. So, yeah. So, they weren't doing really well. They were like a sort of a kind of Facebook thing sure. uh, where you could share status updates. Um, and it was by the the guy that has like an iPhone and Dave. Um, anyway. That's his legacy now. Um, that's his legacy. Yes. <laughs> I feel like that that like quote is going to be remembered more than his company's. So sad. It's kind of unfortunate, but hey. Um, so, anyways, so one kind of last ditch effort that they tried um, was to create this new app that was called Path Talk. Um, and the way that it worked, it was, you kind of had this like map view where you could search for for anything, could search for any business, um, and it would like pop up like some kind of card, uh, and you could chat with any business. That was text chat, um, and it didn't matter like the business like didn't have a phone anywhere or anything like that, but you could still chat with them. And the way that it did it is you'd send your message. It would show up on like uh, in a call center on someone's screen. They would look at your, read your message. They would pick up the phone. Oh my God. They would like, oh, find I the remember phone this. The yes. They would call them. They would ask your question, then type back the answer. And then oh once you'd like 
reply back. They would call back and be like, all right, like, okay, here's like where we're at. And then like you do back and forth like Classic this. Classic does not scale. <laughs> yeah, like, always, but it's like kind of fake it till you right, make it, right, right, sort right. of. Um, it's, I mean, it's the same thing that Uber is doing. Like, Uber is not profitable today because um, it's all run by humans it's only profitable when it's run by robots so anyways i think that's the same idea is except that they didn't have enough runway <laughs> to make it uh to that magic future um but i use that all the time it was amazing it was so great um i like i would have it make it do like um like barbershop appointments or like restaurant reservations for restaurants that didn't have um like open table or anything like that and the thing that was great about it too is that every time i would like get a reservation that way and i would go to the restaurant <laughs> the, the people, people were always like so curious they're like yeah um so your assistant <laughs> I thought I was this, like fancy like business person. <laughs> I was like, no, let's use this app. Uh, but it was amazing. It was so great. Um, and so this is even better. I like I just press a button and it just does it. Um, and the thing that's really cool to me is how it's like being smart about your calendar and not just kind of taking an appointment for a certain time, but like looking at your calendar, mm -hmm. finding like a good spot uh, based on what the person says. That seems really cool. Uh, I do have like kind of an asterisk question mark around like how is that going to be possible and how is that going to like is that even going to work reliably um, I'm not so sure about that so for example like someone who doesn't put everything so, that no, they have the way, in their life in their calendars like would you end up with an appointment at like a random I'm not sure it looks in like, your calendar. Well, no, I don't want Because in the query, it says, like, schedule me uh, the hair, hair salon, whatever, between 10 and noon. It said that. Right. I, I'm not sure it was looking in, in the calendar. So, but how would you input that, though? You'd say, hey, dingus, uh, schedule me uh, oh, okay. a haircut between right. tomorrow between 10 and noon. Right. But so, okay. But then what happens if you say, schedule me an appointment at 10 a.m. And, and then it's like it calls and it's like no we don't have an appointment at 10 but we have one at 10 15 <laughs> and i was like well sorry it doesn't work and then just like hang up like that's not a good experience right. yeah, you know? yeah. um so i find like there's a lot of like edge cases that they obviously like glance right over uh but that i don't think it's impossible mm -hmm. but i do think that it's quite complex also, uh, how far do you think this tech is away from actually being like in yeah, the product? Exactly. I don't think it's that far. I, I, I think they have enough that they can make a demo proof of concept work, but I don't think they have a finished product. Like that's that's the thing that sucks about Google yeah. is they always announce stuff years before they're ready. Yeah. And I think it's definitely one of those cases. Like it wasn't a live call nobody had been able to kind of use that yeah, and no one tried it no promises on any dates for any right, of that right. stuff they're being smart um so i do think it's at the stage of like a research project and the stuff that we heard i believe like were actual calls but <laughs> they're probably two calls out of yeah many <laughs> <Yeah>. others <laughs> that may or may not have went the right Absolutely. way and also like what happens if like you end up in like a weird loop or cycle uh, or have a question that the assistant can't answer like does it 
then call you and like put you into the call? Like, how does that experience work? Yeah, like, that question. seems uh, very no. tricky. Yeah, there's a lot so, of I don't like know. there's a lot of unknowns here that like important yeah. ones you just pointed out a couple. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know, but I feel like hey, this is already this seems like way better than siri <laughs> and even way better right. than even google home like being able to have a back and forth conversation and so for me like it's just awesome to see that google is working on this and of all the companies out there i feel like google is probably the the one that's like the best positioned to uh deliver on something something like that right um and also granted like if most likely you will never hear or see this in action because it will call for right, you. Yeah. You're not going to listen to Google calling in your behalf. Like this is all like behind the scenes, quote unquote. Uh, of course, the the person picking up the phone, on the other hand, that's gonna that's gonna. Well, they will be able to. I, yeah. I'll bet we'll have a bunch of YouTube clips of these calls, recorded calls. <laughs> um, for sure. Um, yeah. Before we move on from this topic, I just want to recommend an episode of Vector with uh brian romley um it's like brian romley is like one of the smartest person uh talking about like voice interfaces uh these days and his appearances on vector are just incredible um so if you're at all interested in that kind of realm i'd say it's a must listen like like the way that he talks about that stuff is just so much smarter than than everybody else and like always makes me think of things that i didn't know about um so yeah like definitely make sure you check it out um and as like kind of a side bonus i find that he has like kind of this um jobsian tone in his voice he kind of sounds like steve jobs uh which may or may not i think he's been practicing a lot trying to mimic (laughs) i don't know that he's been practicing or anything like that but it just like has a, a very similar accent so anyway yeah by the way, just to to sum up that thing of should they do it or not, like the more the moral aspect of it, which I think is the most interesting conversation here. Um, like you know, when when you're on a chat interface talking to business like AT and T or whatever, I wouldn't know. Uh, but then <laughs> um, you have like something that is clearly a bot talking back to you. Why do you hate that? Because you know, a bot, it's not going to be like it's not going to be as a proficient and efficient than a human because a human can understand you better than a bot can ever do, right? So the thing here is not that you're talking to a machine. That's not the problem. The problem is that the machine is not as useful as a human could be. So (laughs) if the machine can be as useful and indistinguishable from a human, then what's the problem? Problem solved. Right, that's not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the, that's not your problem. Like, that's not what you don't like. Keep that in mind. So. Yeah, and imagine, imagine, like, if you call, uh, like, AT and T or whatever, because you have a problem with your your phone, and it, the phone picks up immediately. Yeah. And with like a very like useful person who can like answer all your questions, take all the time you need to answer all of them. That would be awesome. And that's just not something you can do with real humans. <laughs> but you can do with like some very smart AI assistant like that. Okay, so that'd be great. I have here's another thing. Would you prefer or would you like to have this 
this uh, quote unquote this voice on your like Google Assistant to you, so it's not a call or whatever. Meaning, would you like Siri or Google Assistant uh, or Alexa to say, hmm, uh, you know, all of this humanisms uh, back to you? Because like a machine, it doesn't have to do it. The only reason, the only thing that it's doing is making you believe that it's more human. So there's no, like, it's probably going to be slower because it's taking some time to add those little nuances. Um, it doesn't provide any kind of like value. Like it's not giving you more information or whatever. It, it just sounds more natural. So do you, would you prefer that? Hmm. That's a good question. See, I did it. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. um, so, okay. But that's a good one because I think Siri on the HomePod already does that. Like when you ask it something and it doesn't really understand you, it'll say, huh? <laughs> or something like that. Or, mm-hmm. uh, and I love that. I think that's great. That's like what a normal human being would But what do. about the, and... the 20th time it says, huh? Exactly in the same tone. Doesn't that like break the spell, like the illusion? Doesn't that annoy you then? Like, stop saying, huh? Just say, what? Like, could you repeat? Like, be direct. No. So I, I have, like, a real problem with a lot of these assistants, it, and that's, they're too verbose. Yeah. Like, I really, like, do not want to hear about your story of, like, how great of a night it's going to be, like, when I, <laughs> in my Siri thing, that I just wanted to close the lights. Like, no, like, I don't, I do not want mm-hmm. it, you know? Um, and same thing, like, if I ask them, close, like, turn off the lights, just do it. Like, don't tell me. <laughs> do it! The... Yeah, like the I've turned the kitchen light off and the bedroom lights off. Like it's just like you don't need that. Like just do it. Uh, and so I think in that case, the uh huh is the shortest thing that like still like expresses what it's supposed to be. Now, if I ask it a question like, "What's the weather gonna be like tomorrow?" and it's like, "Hmm," <laughs> and then gives me the result, then. I don't like that because then see, I'm waiting. All right, but th- th- but that's I don't I don't think that's exactly what I said because uh, say like huh okay, maybe that's just an alternative not an, uh, an alternative way to saying could you repeat that mm-hmm. like it's it's communicating right. like yeah meaning and uh, hmm that's loading actually like it's waiting for <laughs> info right. like it has a value yeah. there the. Mm, uh like these small humanisms that that doesn't have any other value it's not a loading thing it's a- i think i think there should be a special mode on your google home that says the weather is uh you know um it's uh that's um, the gruber mode um, the weather is uh you yeah. know um uh 26 degrees <laughs> that's the gruber mode oh my god dude Today I was listening to the talk show, and again I just just stop or edit it out. Like you hired it. Oh my god, sorry. <laughs> Jesus, that's been uh, okay. I think I think we've covered it. Yeah, dude, the disable buttons. Let's do it on on the next show because I have stuff to say. Like it, it can get long. Okay, sweet. So I think that's it. Two of the All recommendations. Right. That's it. Let's do it. Cool. All right. Uh, I have a recommendation. I just haven't put it. Oh, okay. 
but do you want to start? I can start. Yeah. Um, if you have a standing desk, boy, do I have the thing for you. Um, I do. <laughs> so uh, I'm recommending this uh, anti-fatigue mat. Uh, it's called Topo by Ergo Driven, whatever. I'll, I'll put links in the show notes. Um, it's this mat that has like it's this uh, like foamy rubber thing. It's like a soft uh, mat that soft mat. <laughs> Is it like Ricardo's uh, fancy mat that he uses? Who? Ricardo. I don't know what kind of mat he has. <laughs> he has like the fancy one that has like yeah okay yeah. Yeah, I call it Ricardo's fancy mat. <laughs> uh, we could also call it the Brian's fancy no, mat. I, I know Brian yeah. Levin has one. Um, uh, okay. So yeah, that, that was the first time I saw one. Was that was that uh, Brin's? Uh, like Brian had one, uh, but at the time, so this was like two years ago. At the time, it was like one hundred and sixty dollars or something, and I was like, "Holy pants! That sounds awesome!" But no, thank you. Like I can't justify almost two hundred bucks for a for a for a mat. <laughs> so, but right now it's at ninety nine dollars. I think uh, that's American dollars um i got it on amazon uh and so the thing is like it's you know soft rubbery uh mat so that's pretty cool uh but then it has all these sorts of like waves and different shapes in the middle that like it, it just makes you bounce around and walk and have like different surfaces and stuff and that's it's pretty cool <laughs> soft mat it's um it's pretty cool. Like I like I mentioned here a couple times now. Uh, like I, I usually switch between standing and, and sitting, um, and like I get tired of just standing for a long time. And um, like I've yep. been able to spend a full day standing. Maybe you could just say, "Oh, because it's new and you know, we're just trying." But the 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 truth is, I wasn't tired. Like I didn't felt the need to sit down. So anyway. Um, I'm sure there are, there are others, so I guess my recommendation could be uh, anti-fatigue mat, uh, but this one is pretty cool, so I'm going to put a link to in the show notes, and you can get that one. <laughs> yeah, I've tried Ricardo's uh, mat, and it's really comfortable. I really like it. And one thing I like is how you can kind of vary where you're standing on it, um, and yeah. it just, like, is just fun to use. So, yeah, great recommendation. Um so my recommendation this week is, believe it or not, an Instagram account. You and Instagram. Um, Jesus, dude. Uh, Instagram is so cool. Um, it's the best so, app. <laughs> is that how I sound? No. <laughs> but it is the best app. It is the best app. Um, <laughs> so what am I looking so, at? Um, all right. So it's this uh, guy called Reed schlegel yeah (laughs) sorry (laughs) apologies um so he's um a i believe industrial designer uh who just has this account where he he posts his drawings of things and they're just incredible it's just like sketches insane like hand-drawn sketches that (laughs) feel like they're a picture um but what I want to recommend specifically, like, I think you should just follow the account because um, it is really great and really awesome to see that. Um, but what I want to recommend specifically is last night he was doing a live drawing um, on Instagram Live. And so right now it's like the 
la- latest image. Um, he drew all of that live, like in a matter of two hours. Um, Damn. And it's so fascinating. <laughs> I, I was just like sitting there looking at my phone for two hours. <laughs> God, and dude. Just like, <laughs> just like watching him draw. You should, like, you should Instagram live you crazy. watching your Instagram live for two hours. <laughs> if I could, I would. Uh, but it's just so awesome and he like talks about the technique of how he does it and like the different um, types of lighting and and uh, pens and pencils that he's using and why you should use one over the other and how do you come up with the concept and all of that stuff it's so fascinating he's a really good teacher I think he actually teaches a drawing course um Anyways, I I just love that stuff. Uh, it was so like for me, it's it's about the craftsmanship, and I feel like I could watch anyone that's like just really good at their craft for a really long time. And he's amazing at what he does. Um, so yeah, go check out the the Instagram. Go follow it. I think the video, the actually the video is probably gonna be gone by the time right. you hear this. Um, but just watch it's not the f- the first time that he's done a live video he's probably gonna do more um so yeah like make sure you check it out so you catch the next one uh, he drew record. a shoe interesting mm-hmm. that's a shoe somewhere one of his posts pretty sweet uh yeah nice uh cool uh thanks for the recommendation dude uh followed okay uh i guess that's it for today uh, for this week's episode uh if you want to get in touch with us if you want to ask any questions if you want to suggest topics if you want to recommend recommendations <laughs> you can do so by uh, visiting spectrum.chat that's where we have all of our main convos going but you can also tweet at us we are at layout fm i am at rafa hari and kevin is at vernal kick if you don't want to remember then type that down you can, there's links in the show notes for all that um we made some sales. Some sales. Cha-ching. So our thanks to Alexander Binder, Victor Mello, and Raman Gilabert. Uh, oh, Raman. I know him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he bought the last sticker pack. Ooh, nice, so, Raman. Actually, I'm going to be with him next week. Well, well, this week. So by the time this comes out, maybe I'm, I high-five them and I, I can check. Oh, I guess he doesn't have the stickers yet. But okay. No, cool. I put them in the mail today. Thanks, man. <laughs> um so yeah thank you so much for buying all these stickers um we've officially now sold 50 sticker packs which like i would have never believed that we could pull off i thought we would maybe sell three or four um so it's so cool to see all you guys like kind of like show up and like the show and you like it enough that you're willing to spend a few bucks on some stickers um really appreciate um all of that and all of the support um and so that means that we're officially sold out um i haven't updated the page on the website yet so <laughs> uh but if you click it it'll tell you the, the product is sold out oh, interesting. um and yeah so we might do some other products other merch at some point in the future um so if you're interested in anything specific let us know and we might be able to make that happen but for now um we're taking a little break from the stickers and uh we're thinking of some other ideas for the future if you have any recommendations for those ideas you can check us out at (laughs) spectrum.chat uh full circle um (laughs) 
<laughs> we just keep going. Yeah. Hey, well, anywho, uh, if you want to find uh, links to all of our episodes and all the show notes and all of the stuff, you can do so at our website. Um, that's layout.fm. And uh, lastly, this show is part of uh, Spec FM Network. So if you're looking for more shows to listen to, you can you can visit uh, them at spec.fm on the webs. Cool. Cool.